You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast here on this Thursday, February 2nd of 2023, our first show of February, shortest month of the year, but don't worry, we won't shortchange, do all the new show each and every week, which we've been doing since June, and before we turn the page over to February, start a new chapter here on our journey together, the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. By the way, as you heard in the open, my name is Alex Streamer, and you can find the show wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. We are available on Spotify, Apple, Google. You know the drill by now. Download, listen, rate, subscribe. Uh, January was by far our most downloaded month ever, topping December, which was also our most downloaded month, which topped November, which was, you guessed it, our most downloaded month. So we are on... A great trajectory. Thank you so much for your listenership, your support. It's pretty damn cool that this humble little show is uh, catching on. So that's great stuff. And I have a big show for you coming up today, start on, starting off February with a bang, with our two favorite topics, really. Tom Brady and his broadcasting future, and Tony Romo and what the hell is wrong with him. And then after that, I'll get to my conversation with the newest member of our Odyssey slash WEI family, Adam Jones who started in Afternoons this week. Uh, Adam's a great guy, and we had a really great conversation about his jump over to EI, his uh, philosophy, whether or not he's too negative, and uh, a lot of the stuff in between. So excited to get to my conversation with Adam as well. But as I said, we're starting off with Brady and Romo, tried and true topics, never can fail when you can talk about these guys. And Tom Brady gave us a gift on Wednesday morning, announcing his retirement, this time for good, And this time, yes, I believe him. And this is really the way that it always should have happened. This is the right way for Brady to walk away. Last year's faux retirement, or faux-tirement, as I should say, was just a complete mess from the start. And that was, you know, before he came back 40-some-odd days later. Uh, Remember, Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington had the report over the weekend. I think it was a Saturday. It was a big snowstorm here in Boston that Brady would retire. And then for the next 72 hours, Tom Brady and his camp basically gaslighted Schefter and Darlington. Denials, denials, denials. Tom Brady Sr. was speaking out and saying that this was just some sort of crazy internet rumor. And then sure enough, that Tuesday, Tom Brady did announce he was retiring. And as I said, he returned 40 days later. And it was just so uncharacteristic. I mean, Brady is so disciplined. You know, one of the most disciplined athletes, if not the most disciplined athletes of all time. You do not win seven Super Bowls without discipline. And his faux-tirement and the announcement and everything surrounding it last year was just so chaotic. And it was so unlike him. And it was a harbinger of things to come because the 2022 season was not like Brady. You had his marital issues with Giselle all over the tabloids. He got divorced. Uh, He didn't seem like he was fully invested in the team, missing all that time during training camp 
We found out a couple days ago that he lost about 15 pounds due to his marital strife with Giselle, um, missing the team's walkthrough before their week six loss to Mitch Trubisky in the Steelers because he wanted to sleep in after attending Robert Kraft's wedding in New York. I mean, Brady flies private, New York to Pittsburgh, uh, really a pretty easy trip. I mean, he could have even slept there Friday night and flew down to Pittsburgh for the walkthrough Saturday morning. But no, he missed the thing entirely, laying into teammates. Uh, that embarrassing loss to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Red zone pick, dirty slide tackle attempt. That game was never even competitive. It was Tom Brady's most embarrassing year professionally. And it all started off with that botched and ridiculous and very un-Brady-like faux-tirement announcement and I thought last week, we talked about it on the show, I said, oh no, is this starting again with this cheesy script with Jim Gray? Oh, I'm not effing talking about it. If I wanted to, it's like, oh God, are we really going to do this again? But thankfully, we're not. Look, Tom Brady could have played next season if he wanted to. There would have been teams interested despite his struggles on the field. The Raiders would have been interested probably. The Titans were thrown around. The 49ers falling short in yet another NFC Championship. Maybe they would have wanted to make a run at Brady, bring him home, one last Super Bowl run. But this is really the best for Brady uh, because at this point, the risk of him playing outweighs the reward. I don't think he did any everlasting damage to his legacy last season, but what if the 2023 season was rough for him as well? Then you would maybe start talking about it, and then Brady would have been on his third team. I mean, look, he had the best second act in NFL history and probably sports history, right? This was not Willie Mays with the Mets. This was not... Uh, you know, Joe Montana with the Chiefs, Brett Favre with the Jets or the Vikings. And I know that Minnesota went to an NFC championship with Favre and ended with that interception, of course. You know, Johnny Unitas to the Chargers. Go on down the line of legends with embarrassing second acts. This was the greatest second act in NFL history. Brady wins the Super Bowl his first year in Tampa Bay. His second season, he leads the league in passing, finishes second in MVP voting, and almost brings the Buccaneers back to the NFC Championship with an epic comeback against the Rams in a divisional round. Uh, there was no need for Brady to keep playing into his age 46 season, seven Super Bowls, eight Super Bowls, not much of a difference. I think Brady realized that, yeah, football is a brutal game and he may be doing more damage to his legacy than helping his legacy if he continued to play. So I think it's the right move. I think Brady did it the right way. It's surprising for sure because nobody was whispering about this, but that's usually how it happens, right? The big trades, the big free agent signings, the big news, it happens out of the blue. And that's what happened here with Tom Brady. A nice 53-second video posted to social media. No frills, came from the heart, and it's done. No tour, no prolonged farewell. That's the best thing. So Brady, it took him a year, but he finally got the whole retirement thing right. And now the question is, what does he do next? Is he going to follow through? With his $375 million deal with Fox, we know already that Fox does not plan to feature Brady in the Super Bowl booth, which I now think is the right move. I've come around on that over the last couple weeks. Greg Olson has done a terrific job this postseason and sticking Brady in there with Olsen and Kevin Burkhart, three-man booth for the first time, that wouldn't be a service to anybody. I still think 
Brady has to be involved in Fox's Super Bowl coverage in some way. I mean, this is presumably why they paid $375 million for Tom Brady so he could be around for big events like this. And I mean, it will be Brady's first public appearance since his retirement announcement. I mean, people are going to watch the Super Bowl anyway, obviously, but that would... That is what's worth $375 million to Fox. So not going to be in the booth. I'm fine with that. I've come around on that. But I still say Brady in some way has to be part of Fox's Super Bowl coverage or else what the hell are they paying him for? And, you know, the question is, will Brady be good in the booth? Uh, Well, first of all, let me talk about Greg Olson, right, who... I said has been excellent this postseason. He was great again during Eagles 49ers. Uh, He studies, he prepares, the anti-Romo in a lot of ways. But let's not feel too bad for Greg Olson, all right? Let's not start out the pity party. Too much for him. He's earning $10 million this season as Fox's number one guy. Next year, I read, as their number two guy, it would go down to $3 million annually. But that's still pretty damn good. And Greg Olson's a young guy. He's still in his 30s. He has a long career ahead of him. And he said this in a couple of interviews that, you know, he never played quarterback. He never played in New York or for the Cowboys. So the fact that he's even in this prominent analyst role is a huge upset. It's really a huge underdog story. And I think Olson is is positioning himself to maybe be the next Chris Collinsworth. And Chris Collinsworth got to where he is Sunday night football because of his preparation, because of his insight. And yeah, he's been around for so many years now. People pick at him. But overall, I think Collinsworth is still regarded as one of the best analysts going today. And there's little doubt that he watches a lot of film. And you can say the same thing about Greg Olson. So I am holding off on the Greg Olson pity party. But It will be interesting, especially because of how good Olsen was this year. If Brady does fall through with his Fox commitment, how good will he be in the booth? And it really comes down to one thing. Will Brady prepare for the job and take it seriously? On one hand, you say yes, because Tom Brady prepares for everything. And if Tom Brady is going to have a front-facing role like this, you better believe that his ego won't allow him to do anything but put 110% effort into it. And if that's the case, I think it could be great. A you know, a critical Tom Brady, a prepared Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, breaking down the games each and every Sunday. I mean, that would really be something special. But on the other hand, Brady's non-football endeavors haven't exactly gone great. TB12 has not caught on and Brady is beyond obsessed and beyond dedicated to his fitness and lifestyle regimen. I mean, it's still there on Boylston Street here in Boston, but I don't know of anybody going to it. And I'm a gay man. I'm friends with a lot of wealthy gays who live in the South End and around the city. And otherwise, that's the demo for TB12 fitness and nobody goes to it. I don't think it's catching on at all. It's way too expensive. The TB12 roller pins. I mean, this stuff is really kind of a joke now. And the Brady brand that was released last year to such fanfare, it's now in the bargain bin. I haven't heard of anybody buying that stuff. It's not, you know, it's not like ye, uh, Kanye's clothing line or, I mean, it, it's nothing like that. It's not relevant at all culturally. Um, you know, 80 for Brady, it looks like a terrible movie. His Man in the Arena doc was a 10-part 
lesson in self-aggrandizement. Uh, man, uh, the Facebook series a few years ago wasn't much better. So, I mean, his non-football endeavors have not exactly gone great. And then there's the personality aspect to it, right? I mean, Brady can be as well-prepared as he wants, and that would certainly help him. But does he even have the personality, the, the, the affability to be a number one analyst worth $37.5 million annually? We'll see. We'll see. There are a lot of questions with Tom Brady. Uh, a very risky deal for Fox. And hopefully, Fox is hoping, I'm sure, that they don't wind up having buyer's remorse 